podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely, smelly co-host, Denny Farter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Very funny. Look, I, I've taken my gas X. You know, I'm, I, I haven't eaten anything gassy in, in days now, and I'm ready to record. And, uh, you know, if anybody says that I fart during this show, just remember, it's my it's my squeaky, noisy ass chair. So here, here's here's what happened, everyone. So last episode, uh, we recorded it, we published it and we go to the Living the Stream Facebook community, which is a great community mm-hmm. that everyone should join. Uh, we, we, I, I was tagged in a post, uh, because someone had, and I'm sorry that I don't have the person's name. Someone had taken a clip from the podcast and said, did someone fart here? Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it, it sounded like, I mean, it didn't sound like it. Denny farted is what happened. Now, so, so, so basically we, we, since this is a, a, a show that caters to the 12 year olds in us, mm-hmm. uh, I I ran with the narrative that Denny farted because why would why would I not do that? And and for the record, everyone, I'm the guy with the the GI issues right now, right? <laughs> so I, I I'm the guy who is going to be yeah, it was me. I'm the one who did it. Denny's the guy who's gonna say no. I I don't fart. I don't yeah. I don't I don't pass gas. That's not what I do. And he would probably use the term pass gas because he's Denny. Right. So 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 I I I would admit if it was me. Just to be clear, yeah. so everyone knows, Denny would not. So if there is a fart gate, which there sort of is right now, mm-hmm. I think we know who the person farting would be, and it would be clearly Denny. Because if it was me, number one, I would probably edit it out. But number two, <laughs> num- number two, uh, I-, I would just own it. If I farted mm-hmm. mid-show, mm-hmm. I would let everyone know that I just farted mid-show. Well, I mean, this is you know plainly a, a smear campaign. And uh, I, I don't know how to counter a smear campaign. I put out several statements, uh, you know, like like a Democrat running for office office. I put out several statements and nothing has worked as as I'm getting smeared into oblivion. Uh, and and I don't know what else to say except for my my chair is noisy. In fact, I did a periscope a, a couple weeks ago where I was talking kickers and at least two people said, oh, my God, your chair. Stop. It's so noisy. Interesting. Uh, well, yeah, your chair. Yeah, so, okay. um, and you have a farting problem. But can I tell you one funny thing? And when I told Melissa about this and she saw it online, she thought it was extra funny, a, a different layer of funny, because people who know me and have known me for a long time sometimes ask the question, do you ever fart? Like they actually don't understand. Like I'm not I, I'm not somebody who's going to be like, like ripping them in front of people and be like, oh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. Not sorry. I'm not, I'm not that kind of kind of person. And that might have, have to do with the fact that I, I don't have a, a ton of guy friends and I'm guessing that's, that's where that happens, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, or you could just have some gastro issues, you know, like, like the person you're talking to right now. I fart a lot. I, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I have, I farted a lot in my lifetime and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm a farter. And, <laughs> and I've, made sure that I have fixed my issues a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm a farter. Mm-hmm. I will fart. And that's part of my life. Uh, I don't do it on air. Fortunately, I don't have this like uncontrollable problem where I'm just constantly, you know, talking about our, our streamers for the week and I'm just ripping ass constantly. But, but, but look, first off, you're very lucky that, that you don't fart very often because it can get annoying sometimes. You know, it's, I feel like people generally look at the person farting and they say, they, they think that the person farting is, is the one who doesn't feel the consequence, right? right. It's everyone right. around them that feels the consequence. Right. If you're, if you're a frequent farter, uh, which mm-hmm. I have my, my frequent farter card, yeah. uh, if you are a frequent farter, it gets, it gets a little irritating sometimes, I'm you know, sure. it's just, it's not, it's not that fun. So, so look, and this is, this is something that stays here, guys. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm opening up here. I, I'm letting everyone know about, about the fact that I fart. Um, I don't know if it's like a guy thing though. Like I'm not, I, I'm not one of those like like lift my leg up in the air right, and, right. And, and and rip and then like you know like 
like do like a Tiger Woods fist pump and like, you know, bring it in. And, and when it comes back down, you know, you, you let go and you, you let loose. Um, but I'll do the countdown sometimes like a yeah. three, two, one go. Yeah. That's a, and, that's and a dude thing. That's a, that's a dude. You know, if you're, if you are, uh, being theatrical about it at all, you know, that, that, that's yeah. a bad thing. And, and that's what I was thinking of, like locker room stuff. You know, you think back to high school yeah. and the horrific farts in the high school locker room. Oh my dear God. Uh, I'm so unfamiliar, by the way, I'm so unfamiliar with gas that a few months ago I was having the, like stomach pains and like cramping. And I, yeah. I was like, I told Melissa, I was like, I, I think there's something wrong with me. Like I can barely stand up straight. My, I, I'm having so much like pressure and it hurts in my abdomen. Like, do I need to go to the hospital maybe? And she was like, you have gas. I said, <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. It's, it's really bad. It really hurts. She said, yes, gas can hurt. And she was like, get get down in the catcher's position real quick. So, so I did. <laughs> and, you know, long story short, that that solved it. After about uh, five minutes of um, of passing the gas, uh, my stomach felt fine. So I, but that's how unfamiliar it was. It was such a weird feeling to me because it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel you. I, I, I understand. And I understand that feeling. Of and you can talk to me anytime you need to talk about uh when you know if you have any gas issues, Denny. Thank, I, I've, I I've consumed I, I've consumed plenty of gas X in my time. Sure, sure. So I'm there. Uh, all right. I don't know. Do do you want to just get to what happened last week, streaming wise? Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, so we can have extra time for the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Last week was pretty good. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, by the way, no more Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, man. So sad. Uh, he's he's still in our banner though, and he will never leave the banner. Never. Uh, but he scored 16 fantasy points. Not a terrible outing. Uh, Andy Dalton had 11 points. Gardner Minshew had 18. Kirk Cousins. My gosh, I I, yeah. I use Kirk Cousins in my home league this week, and I was tilting my my face off mm-hmm. in the first half. I mean, he was like a minus four in the first half oh, or something. God. Uh, but he came through with 23.7 fantasy points. Really? I did. I had no idea that he had that many. Yeah, and then we talked about Ryan Tannehill as well, who was about a twenty-eight and a half. So uh, pretty, pretty decent week at quarterback. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Jimmy Graham, uh, eight point four. Darren Fells, because we talked about the Houston tight end, he had twenty point five fantasy points. Uh, Irv Smith, eleven, eleven and a half. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a, a great outcome. Talking yeah. about Irv Smith, you know. Uh, we also had Cameron Brait as a deeper play, one point three points. Then we added Trey Burton. Uh, for the patrons uh, on Wednesday of last week, yeah. he came through with a big game, 21.9 fantasy points. That was based off of Mo Ali Cox not playing, Trey Burton seeing good target shares leading up to that game. And then obviously, you know, there was sort of an explosion offensively for that passing offense for everyone on that team, except for T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. yeah. Amazing uh, how that works, huh? Yeah. Defense, we had Washington. They scored four. They were pretty bad. Uh, or, or at least I think they were like the defense, like 18 or so. But then we had the Giants and the Dolphins. They had 14 points and 15 points. The, the Dolphins pitching that shutout uh, against the Jets. Um, so a strong day for them. A uh, strong day for defenses. I'd say a strong day overall. A strong week for streaming. I when, Yeah, I was going to interrupt you earlier about uh, adding Trey Burton to the Patreon. And uh, we, we got some questions about like the, the long-term prospects for Burton. Uh, and, you know, long story short, I actually think that it's they're pretty good, uh, you know, with Mo Ali Cox wasn't being used with Burton back anyway. And then he was he was hurt. Uh, I know Jack Doyle caught that that touchdown, but he's you know, he's dusty. So I, I think that if you picked up Trey Burton, you know, you you might have an every week guy going forward. Yeah. Problem, obviously, this week they're on by, but oh, right. um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, moving. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, there was there was some talk that they wanted to use Mo Ali Cox more. I feel like they should. I mean, it makes sense to, mm-hmm. but you're right. I mean, the, the peripherals haven't been there for him. So uh, pivoting to, to Trey Burton makes a lot of sense. And they like Trey Burton a lot in the preseason. Yeah. They were talking him up a lot. Yes. Yeah. And Frank Reich has like a thing for Burton. Loves him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to defenses for this week. Uh, I'll just say both of mine because they're in the same game, uh, and I'll just talk through what I'm seeing in this game. Uh, mm. But I think that you can stream both Philadelphia and New York, the Giants. Uh, let's start with Philadelphia. It's pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, Daniel Jones is not good. 
Uh, every Giants loss this year, the, the opposing defense has been a top eight defense, and obviously uh, Philadelphia is, is a favorite in this game. Uh, even Washington, though, last week was like, was was decent enough I mean they they were fine mm-hmm. um but Daniel Jones right now uh wh- when you look at how many points he scored per game versus how many points his opponents have allowed per game in terms of fantasy points no one has been been further below expectation oh. than Daniel Jones in the entire NFL um so it's not just like like I didn't like Daniel Jones this year only because of his early season schedule uh but it's it's more than that it's that Daniel Jones you know even when you adjust for schedule uh has not been very good so Philadelphia, they're going to need a defensive effort to, to get this W anyway. Uh, I think this could end up being a pretty low-scoring game. Um, so I, I like the Eagles' defense, but don't ignore the Giants' defense in that same game. You know, I was writing my 15 transactions column yesterday because I write it on Mondays, and I looked at the line for this Giants-Eagles game, and, and at the beginning of the article, I was talking about Boston Scott, and, and I said that the matchup's not bad, and they're five-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, and so there could be a positive game script. And by the end of it, you know, at the, you know, towards the end of the afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, when I finished the article, I wrote up the Eagles defense mm-hmm. and I looked at the spread and it was four points instead of five and a half points. So the line had moved uh, a decent bit over on FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, which tells me that that people are liking the Giants a little bit more, which makes total sense because Philadelphia is very beat up. They're using practice squad offensive linemen, essentially. Yeah. Um, and the Giants, you know, the, the Eagles have allowed the most sacks in the league to start the year and a well below average pressure rate. The Giants have been above average in pressure rate, which was part of the reason why I liked them last week in, in that matchup against Washington. They're not as bad defensively as people think, I, I, I believe, at least. Well, so, yeah, Carson Wentz is getting swamped every week. Yeah, and Car- Car- Carson Wentz is getting destroyed. There's no Zach Ertz. There's no Miles Sanders. Obviously, the other wideouts are banged up. does sound like Deshaun Jackson might be back, but it's not like the weapons are there. The offensive line is, is uh, atrocious right now. Uh, I, I think it's just going to be a low-scoring, typical, uh, obnoxious Thursday night oh, game. Um, but But that means that you can use both of the defenses in that game. Yeah, just a gross game. Uh, yeah, the the Eagles beat writers are tilting their faces off about the the offensive linemen that are going to be starting in this game, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because like you said, I mean they're they're you know pulled from obscurity uh, and you know for what is otherwise usually a pretty decent unit. So that is not happening this week. Uh, I have the Chargers against the Jags. The Chargers are at home. Not that it really makes a difference. And that wasn't a shot at the Chargers, by the way. That was just, you know, COVID. Um, you know, we have what we have here, I believe, is a sack-based floor situation. Uh, the Jags allow a sack on nearly 9% of their snaps. That's the 11th highest rate in the league. Uh, you know, thanks to injuries and whatnot, the, the Chargers don't really get after the quarterback too much this year. But at seven, at you know, as seven and a half points road underdogs, I think the Jags could end up dropping back to throw a lot in this one. Uh, only four teams have given up more total sacks than the, than the Jaguars this year. And of course, there's the hope that this game goes a little sideways, uh, you know, in the Chargers' favor. And maybe Minshew gets a little bit loose uh, with all those dropbacks, as, as we've seen uh, time, you know, time and again when they face a like, hugely negative game script. Uh, so that, that's, that's the hope there. I, I don't know if I'm playing the Chargers over the Giants or Eagles. I, I think I am. What do you think? I'm thinking about that too. I don't know if I am. Uh, I think the Chargers are like a, you know, like a mid defense to high end defense uh-huh. too, maybe. Whereas I just think there's more upside with the Giants against that offensive line. You know, the Eagles should be fine against Daniel Jones. Um, I, I might go with one of the other defenses. I, I wouldn't be shocked if by the end of Wednesday, I like the Giants the most of these three. I could convince myself to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they're all tightly close. So, so I wouldn't, you know, if you're using your free agent budget, um, you know, and you're spending a couple bucks on a defense, I would just make them all the same price. I think that that's where this is at this week. Sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to the quarterback position. Uh, it's an, it's an S show this week, guys, yeah. all around. Uh, it's, it's really not great. I'll start though. I'll go with Teddy Bridgewater. He's still out there in the majority of leagues. Uh, this game has an, a high enough 51 point over under, um, you know, the saints are one of the, the worst teams and adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, and, and the one thing that I like about Teddy, uh, I, I, you know, we, we often talk about regression as like, as this is coming through the rest of the year, right? Like mm-hmm. Mike Evans, the way that he started the season in terms of scoring touchdowns, 
what when we say he's going to regress, we don't say like tomorrow he's going to regress. Right. Right. But but what we what we can note is that moving forward, we should expect a different type of rate uh, at scoring or throwing touchdowns than what we've seen so far. So when you look at Teddy Bridgewater and you see the amount of points that he's scored per, per game, you're basing that off of uh, a, a touchdown rate that's incredibly low. It's like 2.9%. Uh, based on his yardage total, if you look at uh, the yards to touchdown conversion of, of quarterbacks from 2011 to 2019, uh, it's it's like 162 yards, I think, per, per touchdown pass. Uh, this year, it's like 150 because teams are scoring so mm-hmm. much. But regardless, uh, if you look at the, 20, the, the 2011 to 2019 numbers, Teddy Bridgewater is still throwing almost five fewer touchdowns so far this year than he should have. Really? So... So Teddy has a lot of positive touchdown regression coming his way. Uh, will that just, that doesn't mean that it's just going to all hit in this game and he's going to throw six touchdowns. That's not how regression works. What it, what it means is that going into this game, we should not expect him to maintain this 2.9% touchdown rate. We should expect something more in the four and a half to 5% range. So given that, then there's a little bit more touchdown upside than you probably think with Teddy. So I think that he's a decent enough play this week. Yeah, I didn't know he was that far under. Um, it's 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 insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane. It's like the the opposite of Russell Wilson. Right. Well, I'm glad you you know you you said it first. He's going to throw six touchdowns this this week. <laughs> right. That's what that means. Yeah. Um, I have Kyle Allen, who I may have benched in the Scott Fishbowl this week, and will never recover. Uh, Allen went for 280 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick last week against the Giants. He completed 73 percent of his passes. Mostly they were short passes. I think his adjusted yards per attempt is like 6, 6.2 or something. Um, Nevertheless, uh, Dallas doesn't look like a a good quarterback matchup because uh, teams have been uh, content sort of, you know, establishing the run uh, like a bunch of animals against the Cowboys, like we saw last night with with the Cardinals. Uh, What what did you tweet? That Kyler Murray completed nine passes? Yeah, he completed nine passes and they scored 38 yeah. points. I mean, yeah. just and and this is like a theme this year is that quarterbacks don't really have to do anything because the Cowboys you know, give it up on the ground so much. But when adjusted for strength of schedule, uh, Dallas allows the ninth most points to quarterbacks. Uh, they give up 7.3 yards per attempt. That's the seventh most in the league. And they give up 11.8 yards per completion, which is the third worst rate in the NFL. Uh, they also don't get much pressure on the passer. Uh, they have the 11th worst sack rate percentage through six weeks. I think we saw last night pretty much, you know, Kyla Murray operating in a clean pocket for almost the entire game. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I feel like Kyle Allen is still more of like a super flexy sort of, sort of play. But, um, you know, if you're in a 14 teamer, I guess with a one quarterback, you know, 14 team league, I, I guess he, you could do worse. Yes. I would play Kyle Allen over this guy. Okay. I would play Kyle Allen over Drew Locke this week. Wow. Okay. Um, and the, the main reason I, I think Drew Locke is like a, a deeper streamer. It's fine. He's whatever. But, but you, you look at all of the, the, you look at the process, right? The, the, the Broncos have the second lowest implied team total on this slate against the chiefs. Uh, in terms of adjusted points against, the Chiefs are like fourth or fifth best in the league to, to quarterbacks. Um, but I do think the reason I'm bringing him up and the reason I think that we should talk about him today, I think he's very volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, because so far this year, no quarterback has thrown it deep, 15-plus air yards, at a higher rate than Drew Locke. He's thrown it 15-plus air yards on 33% of his throws. Mm. Last week, he threw it deep on 45% of his attempts. Wow. So, so Locke is this player who can... Who, like. We could see big plays from this offense, and if we get a true negative script for them, then we could see this DGAF mode, and maybe they get behind defenders and they're able to, to make some splash plays. But that's my fear, is that it's going to be a very volatile play. So I would probably play it safer with Kyle Allen, um, but if you you know if you want to risk it a little bit, I think that you could go with Drew Locke. Risk it for the biscuit, as my son says all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. So it's like uh, the volatility that comes with like a, a, a deep ball receiver, you know, that. Yeah. Same, yeah. Same I, would say, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I have the pleasure uh, and, and the honor, really, of talking about Andy Dalton uh, at Washington after what has to be one of the most horrific Monday night outings in recent memory. Uh, the Cowboys 
are a one-point favorite um, against Washington this week. Uh, they're on the road with a horrifying 22.5-point implied total. And this is me selling you on Andy Dalton, by the way. Yeah, right. Uh, Washington has allowed 21 schedule-adjusted points to quarterbacks this season per game, I should say. Uh, you know, giving up a pretty high 7.2 yards per attempt. And I have this at the end of my Dalton uh, paragraph in my in my notes here, my show notes. Uh, Andy Dalton can't get much worse than he was on Monday night. You know, in Anchorman's time. It's, you know, it's true. It's true. It's true. I do worry. My Again, my worry with Dalton and the Cowboys is that they're facing a, a good defensive line yeah. and that Cowboys offensive line is banged up and not very good. I mean, it's, it, it went from being a studly offensive line the last couple of years, uh, basically the last like five years uh, to one that is very, very beatable. And yeah. that scares me a little bit. I, I honestly, I think Teddy's the, the one this week. Um, but I honestly think that you can make the argument that Kyle Allen is the number two streamer because that's how bad the position is this week. I could see that. I, I mean, for me, Dalton is like a borderline super flex type option. I, yeah. I mean, God, that offense was miserable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tight end. We have three of them. Why don't you kick things off? They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. bad options, but that's what the tight end. Oh, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I get to talk about. Richard Rogers this week. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. He who runs a, a five six forty. Yeah. Well, so do I. Uh, you know, and and we. I just want to remind everybody before we get into this uh, that Richard Rogers' official nickname is Dick Rod. Okay. Look, I didn't make that up, and I want to say sorry first of all to the kids who who heard that. Okay. I should I yeah. should have I should have had a warning. Important. I should have. Yeah. yeah. You should have. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe you know JJ could edit. He won't, but I I I, I will suggest it. Uh, yeah, so so Dick Rod, and, and again, this is what the beat writers call him, Dick Rod. So Dick Rod, uh, you know, he's fully expected to be the top tight end and the primary pass-catching tight end with both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard out for the Eagles this Thursday night against the Giants. Uh, Rodgers has seen a decent amount of playing time since Goddard uh, went out of the lineup. In week four, uh, Richard Rodgers ran 14 pa- pass routes and saw four targets. He only ran 11 routes in week five. Uh, but he ran 19 last week Last week against the Ravens. That was with Zach Ertz going down. But Ertz didn't leave the game until the second half, uh, just, just for the record. Anyway, Richard, Richards, wait, Richards, not Richards, Rodgers, uh, saw three targets. Uh, the matchup isn't great here. The Giants allow the third fewest schedule-adjusted points to tight ends, uh, even though you know we just saw Logan Thomas truck his way uh, to a pretty good game. Uh, against the Giants. I don't know if you saw that that catch where he just pummeled a defender. Did you see that? Yeah, he's a beast. God, oh my. Uh, please get that guy the ball more. Um, Seriously. But, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, uh, Dick Rod in a GPP, I guess. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Logan Thomas, I you know, look, I, I understand that he's basically impossible to predict at this point, uh, but I do think that what we saw last week was encouraging. He did only see a 10% target share. That's nothing special. Um, but he was third in the NFL in routes run, according to Pro Football Focus, at the tight end position. You know, Washington doesn't have a terrible implied team total this week against Dallas. Denny mentioned uh, that Dallas's was, you know, borderline. I mean, it's mostly because we've expected so much out of Dallas yeah. uh, over, over the, the year. But, uh, you know, Washington is sometimes under 20 in terms of implied team total. Now they're at like 22-ish. Uh, Dallas is below average against tight ends and, and adjusted fantasy points against um, so I, I think Thomas, Logan Thomas, barring, you know, whatever happens, the last guy that you're going to talk about, Denny, mm-hmm. uh, who's, who's coming in for an injured player. Um, I would play Thomas over Richard Rogers. I would too. I would yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought, you know, uh, Kyle Allen would be good. would be good for Logan Thomas. And we didn't really get to see it in the first Allen start because, you know, he got knocked out pretty early. Uh, all right. So Anthony Fersker. Anthony Q first go the third uh, against Pittsburgh. Now this is of course contingent on Janu Smith being out. And uh, I, I don't know if that's likely or not, but you know that if, if John Smith is in, then you have to cancel first uh for this week. I'm saying that right. Right. First Uh, Ferkser. Oh, Ferkser. God, I knew it. I knew I wasn't saying it right. Ferkser. Okay. It's okay. 
I'm canceled. Uh, all right. Uh, so he saw nine targets last week in place of John, who he caught eight for 113 and a touchdown. Unbelievable. He ran 27 routes last week against Houston, uh, which is actually more than John Smith usually runs. But that obviously was probably due yeah. to the game script and the back right. and forth nature of that of that game. Uh, but I think it shows that he is, you know, the pass catching tight end in that offense if Janu is out. Uh, this matchup is not good against the Steelers. The Steelers allow the fifth fewest schedule adjusted points to tight ends. Uh, but this play is based more on usage than on matchup. Uh, and we work with what we have, you know. Uh, the Titans have a 25-point implied total, which, as I have in my notes, is not hateful. So, um, you know, first Gurr if, but only if John Smith is inactive. One good thing about Ferkser is De- is is Devin Bush. Uh, I, I think I'm I think I'm saying it right. No, you are. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that Devin Bush is is out with a torn ACL? Maybe that does something for mm. you know the middle of the field in that area. But the downside, that the bad thing about him that we might add is Taylor Lewan tore his ACL. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you you have an offensive line now in Tennessee that's banged up and beat up. And they're facing the team that has generated by far the most pressure in the league to start the mm. year. So maybe they don't run their tight ends as much. Um, but I still think that he's probably, if Janu is out, I would play him over the other two tight ends. Right. So it could be blocking season for first. Game. It could be. I mean, I have no idea, but it could be. Yeah. Uh, so those three tight ends, we have Richard Rogers, Anthony Ferkser, Logan Thomas, New York Giants, Los Angeles Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles, Drew Locke, Kyle Allen, Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater. Look, I'll be shocked if we have a good week this week. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It, it's a difficult week. But I, I like I like Teddy a lot, actually. Yeah, I don't mind Teddy. Yeah. I think Teddy's fine. Yeah. All right, let's get to Twitter and these questions. This first one's from at Birdie underscore tweets. Someone dropped Fance, but Dallas Goddard is also on the waiver wire. Who would be your first priority if your only tight end is Schultz? Well, I, I don't know when Goddard's coming back. I mean, I, I would want Fant for the short term. Yeah, I mean, Goddard, there's a chance that he's back on Thursday because he's coming off IR, but I don't know if that happens. I will say, I like both of those guys at least over Dalton Schultz. Yeah. So if you are if you want to hold two tight ends, I think that you can in this case if you are planning on holding Schultz too. Yeah, I like that. I'll go with that. Because Goddard was crushing before he got hurt yes. this year. Yes, he was. So... All right, next question. At mana underscore dork, what's the weirdest thing a guest has done in your home? Wow, weirdest thing. Oh, uh, I had one time a friend of a friend who rearranged, like, candles and pictures up in my bedroom. What? Yeah, really weird. Really, and, 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 and she got caught, you know. and What? Yeah, like someone caught her and then told told me about it and i was like i don't know what to say i didn't confront her i mean nothing was stolen or anything but yeah stuff was rearranged when i came up there wow so so the fact that it's your home i'm assuming like adult life because some crazy stuff happened in like college and whatnot i'm not gonna talk that's not appropriate for the show but (laughs) the weirdest thing i guessed it at my home now i I don't think anything really i i I don't think there's been anything crazy that's happened from a guest yeah i mean and it, it didn't uh, it didn't stick with me for very long, but when I think about, when I think back to it, it's a very weird thing to do. And here's the thing. We weren't even drinking. It wasn't like everybody was like, you oh, know, that's weird. hammered yeah. and stumbling around the house. Like, I mean, and, and it was like, it was actually, you know, well arranged. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, I actually, I actually thanked her when yeah, she left. We're going to go with this. Thank you. Should, should we pay you for that? For that rearrangement? That is weird though. That is weird. I did have someone once critique a so I I uh, we went to South Korea years ago. Do you remember that? I don't know if I was doing yeah, fa- yeah I think yeah. I was doing fantasy stuff then. But it was it, we I think I recorded an episode of this there or maybe I didn't. I don't remember. Oh, maybe we skipped it that week. We we might have skipped it that week. I think we may have it, skipped it. It was in 2013, so I was doing fantasy stuff. We were doing this show, um, but. I was in South Korea with uh, my now wife and then friend. And then we were, we met up with one of my buddies who uh, teaches English, who was teaching English over there. Um, And while we were there, this is now, this is before like phones had like unbelievable cameras on them. Right. While we were there, I took this amazing, it was right when like panoramics features Mm -hmm. came out. So I took this really amazing panoramic picture um, of this like temple in, in South Korea. 
And so I got it blown up and frame professionally framed for a gift for my wife for like Christmas or something like that. So this is really expensive. Th- I mean, when you get stuff like that framed and like I had to blow it up and oh. stuff, but it looked, it looked so cool. It looked awesome. And so it's hanging in our apartment when we were living in Cincinnati and we had a guest over and he's looking at it and he starts to critique the photo. Wow. He starts to like, like talk about like the, and I can, I, I it, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's like a really, really good yeah. photo. Like it's really, it's got this cool reflection and stuff. And he's like pointing out how the reflection on one side isn't as even as the oh, reflection on the other side and stuff. And that's the kind. I'm just like, dude, that's, come on. I mean, on. that's such a douche thing to do. I, yeah, I mean, and, and then I was like, well, guess what? I took this with an iPhone three, so get on. Right. Yeah, you don't have one of your professional uh, cameras with the with a ten foot lens on it. I mean, yeah. Know, like get get out. I, I, who who has like that takes a lot of gall. I I feel like there's no scenario, no universe in which I would criticize somebody else's photo, like someone I didn't oh, it's know. Wild, right? Oh, wild. My goodness. Wild. Next question is from at Swervin Swervin. Never get it right. <laughs> so Swervin Swervin Shervin. Shervin. Yeah. 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 Has there been a player more important to your guys' brand than Fitzmagic? Mm. Like early LTS Jared Cook has to be up there. I think early LTS Jared Cook, I'd say Alex Smith yeah. is up there. Um, but he hasn't been around, obviously, the last couple of years, so we haven't really talked about him that much. But like Alex's season when he went nuts with, oh. with Andy Reid the one year was like magic for us. So crazy. I never imagined that, that that could happen. But yeah, I think Alex is probably number one. You know, Fitz, I think Fitz is like... Uh, right underneath Alex. And I, and I would say that because uh, Fitz has been so volatile over, over the years. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, like, like right when you think that he, like in Tampa, you know, like right when you think he's an every week starter, you know, you, you tout him and then you, he tanks. That's, so, yeah. That's probably, that's probably why Miami's benching him right now is because they know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I maybe, right? maybe Brian Flores has uh, actually rostered him in fantasy. That's, that's a possibility. You know, I'm a I'm a Dolphins fan. I talked about that uh, on on my live stream draft live stream mm-hmm, in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became a Dolphins fan because Jim Sonis asked me what the Steelers were going to do at pick 40. And I was right before they picked Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah. Um, and and uh, I I announced I, I reminded him that I became a Dolphins fan after you know they got Tua and they had all these all this draft capital. I I love the Dolphins high key. They're they're so fun, and they're now fun. they're doing this with Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin is sweet. I love Miles Gaskin. They're a fun team, and yeah, I feel like everybody uh, who picked up Gaskin when it was clear that he was going to be like the the early down guy there uh, is more is happier with that move than they were with any draft pick this year. Oh uh, yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's equivalent. He's equivalent to like James Robinson. It's like a similar yeah, you know yeah. situation where. Where, uh, you know, both of them just became workhorses. It's crazy. Um, all right. N- next question is from, uh, I can't say this one. I just, I have no idea how to say it. Why is I-85 north of Charlotte always a ve- vehicular hellscape? Uh, yeah, it's always bad. I actually live just north of there. So I'm, I'm or right there. So I understand. Also, what's the best brewery in Charlotte? Denny doesn't know how to answer this one. My brother is fond of wooden robot, but dislikes OMB. If you guys are ever going through Charlotte, my personal favorite, there's a couple that are good. But my personal favorite is Noda Brewery, uh, Noda Brewing, and then there's all, Sycamore is pretty good too. But I would I would probably go with Noda. I'm just throwing that out there and just answering this question because we were asked about it. Yeah. Uh, next question. This is going to start a discussion. This is from at Sad Melander. What does J? Why does JJ always lie about running backs <laughs> not scoring touchdowns since middle school? So all right. Amazing. So the other last night it was last night. It feels like it was three days ago. Last night, the Bills are playing the Chiefs, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes ballistic on the ground. He looked awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And he scored another touchdown, but it was called back on a holding call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't find the end zone because Daryl Williams found the field whenever they would score. Um, you know, it wasn't even that Daryl Williams was automatically on the field in, in the red zone either because CEH was still on the field in the red zone a few times. Um, and so I sent a tweet that said, uh, little known fact... Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire hasn't scored a touchdown since middle school. And <laughs> Which is a good post. I thought it was a good tweet. Like a very obvious sarcastic tweet yeah. that I send once a day for my account. And so, not, not, not the good part, but the sarcastic part. <laughs> and so, I send this tweet, and I'm not kidding you guys. I, I'm This is not hyperbole. Between 
probably 15 to 20 people responded to that saying that I was wrong, saying that he scored against Houston, uh, posting uh, screenshots of his college stats, uh, people saying, you know, people, someone right before I, I got on and we started recording, someone quote tweeted it with, with just question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation. Like, I can't believe this. How, right. how is this possible? Right. And, and it's, it's, it's mind blowing. And someone today, uh, I can't, what, what do you, what do you say? Stop, stop tweeting false information, false information. This guy's a fact yeah. checker. Yeah. Someone fact checked my tweet. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm just, I just am losing faith in humanity. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were this close for you know someone to accuse you of being part of the fake news industrial complex. You know, right. from, <laughs> from that tweet, it, it's just tremendous. Uh, you know, unironic, earnest responses. I mean, these these responses, especially that one's false information, was so earnest. This guy thought that he was doing the Lord's work by by correcting you. Excuse me, sir, but. That, that is incorrect. Yes, because, you know, like we talked about before the show, uh, a, a football analyst definitely believes uh, that it's possible that an NFL running back has not scored a touchdown since middle school. So he went through high school without scoring a touchdown. He went through college without scoring a touchdown. And now he he's in found the, the end zone. Uh, yeah. And, and so this is a, a viable scenario, I think, for a lot of... <laughs> NFL running backs, and of course JJ would would, would tweet that in uh, you know un, unironically. But yeah, I mean it's uh, I, I feel like uh, people maybe who don't have their brains broken responded that way, and then and maybe we're the ones with our brains broken. Broken. See, yeah, like here's the thing, and here's why I get like legitimately like borderline depressed over stuff like this is, is because like this isn't a response. I don't know football, right? This isn't people saying like. I don't know what football is, so I'm going to respond to this tweet. If, if no one knows who Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, they're not going to respond to that tweet. They're just going to say, oh, I, I saw this tweet that was mm-hmm. retweeted in my timeline or something. Because clearly, you know, like, they're not going to be following me if they don't like football. But if they see it like retweeted in their timeline or whatever, they just brush by it. So the people responding to the tweet clearly have some knowledge of football, yeah. right? They clearly know how football works in some way. So this is not a football issue. This is a critical thinking issue. <laughs> And that's what drives me insane and makes me so, so sad. Like, it's not even a, like, like I, I'm, it's not like a, I'm mad. It's, it's a, it's a legitimate, I'm sad that, that this is the response from people. There were, there was someone saying like, no, he scored week one against Houston. Oh. And I quote, and I quote tweeted and I said, well, actually I, I just looked through all of his box scores dating back to middle school. And he, last time he scored, it was uh, when he was 12 years old in eighth grade. And then yeah. Uh, and then like another, another person responded with a screenshot of the, of all the stats from, from LSU. And I said, looks Photoshopped. And I don't know if someone saw that or what, but someone responded. They actually did Photoshop and put zeros in the touchdown column. So Clyde Edwards Alaire has like 1400 rushing yards. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just, if anybody is following you on Twitter, that means that they're at least familiar with your tweets, if not your work, if not your writing, your podcasting. And to think that you would not know or, or believe that that Clyde Edwards E. Lair uh, hasn't scored, you know, since since middle school is is just, yeah, it's mind boggling. And and the more you, you say it about the critical thinking issue, uh, that actually is sad. I mean, I, I, I was it's sad. I was more kind of brushing it off, but. But yeah, no. that, that actually seems kind of sad. It's sad. It's actually sad. And are we being smug? Are we going to get hit up again about oh, this? Oh yeah, we probably are being smug. I because you know if we were of the people, uh, then we would say it's okay to be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Everybody is equally smart and dumb. Yeah. Well, look, like I do dumb stuff all the time. I say dumb stuff all the time, especially on this podcast. The first five minutes of the show, I was talking about my farting, <laughs> right? Like, like I say stupid things all the time, but uh-huh. like, this is, this is like next level basic critical thinking, right? Like th- that's what really just like ruins me. This is like, this is like staring at two plus two and thinking that it equals five. Can I, right, 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 right. Can, can I tell you that one time this reminds me, when I was kind of new to fantasy Twitter, I got worked up over a joke tweet from Fantasy Douche. May he rest in peace. 
No, he's not oh, actually yeah. dead. I don't think, but you know, he's not. I on hope Twitter not. Anymore. He's great. Yeah, he was. Great. Yeah, he's, yeah. Love, love, fantasy douche. So, fantasy douche tweeted something like, "Like Jordy Nelson may not be a great athlete, but he's he's smart and he's a gym rat and he's the first guy in and the last guy out. Something like yeah. that, you know, like yeah, like yeah. a white receiver joke, right?" And I, I didn't, I didn't know fantasy douche and I like, wasn't, you know, well, my brain was, was functioning properly at the time. Cause this was, this was when I was new to, to Twitter. And, uh, so I saw that and I was like, oh no, oh hell no. You're, you are not doing that racist bullshit on my timeline. And I, I tweeted, I responded earnestly to this post, like, excuse me, that is a racist trope. And <laughs> you should be careful about how you word these things. And Oh my God. I was so embarrassed that I was humiliated afterward. I had like eight people being like, bro, it's a joke. And I was like, Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get it. It's a joke. It's a joke. The, the one thing I will say, that's very funny, but the one, the one thing I will say too, is when you or I or whoever tweets out something that to us and to 90% of people is, is obviously sarcastic, uh-huh. right? And then you get the people that are responding and then you say, and, and they don't see the joke. They don't understand the sarcasm. And then you respond and you say, Hey buddy, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Like this, this was a joke. And then they, and then they come back and they're like, yeah, sure. It was, I bet it was a joke. E- easy for you to say that it was just a joke. <laughs> you gotta give up. You, well, once you've been called out, you can't feel like your face is a joke. Yeah, like, like it's yes. I, I, I know whether something I'm tweeting is a joke or not. I, I'm, I'm very aware of it because I'm the person tweeting it. You buddy. are the originator of the idea behind the post. So that's right. You know, if you, you would know, you would know. That's right. Oh man. Next question. At time to pivot. The Patriots went for two down nine points. I said it was the right thing to do. My dad said no. I was owned. Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you, Denny, but I have gotten very frustrated over uh, the the going. So coaches are becoming smarter in when they go for two. Uh-huh. It's it's become very frequent across the entire league. And yet every time there's a, a negative result of a team going for two, right. Twitter just goes absolutely ballistic. Like, yeah. I think there's at least an argument for like what uh, what what Houston did against Tennessee. Like, like that they shouldn't have gone for two, whatever. I, I think that the argument is Houston's defense sucks, so they need to, like, put this game away. And, and look, wh- why would you not want to get two yards with Deshaun Watson to put that game away, sure. right? And so that that's the argument. But I can understand at least either side. What I don't understand is how people cannot wrap their damn heads around the idea of going for two whenever you're down nine. So instead of the logic here, let's say there's five minutes left in the game, okay? Team scores a touchdown. They're down nine points. They can either kick the extra point and and make it eight points, or they can go for two. And if they don't convert, it's nine points, and it's a two-score game, even though it's technically two scores with a two-point conversion. Or they convert, and it's a seven-point game. So here's why that matters is because, and here's why you should go for it earlier is because you want all of the information that you can possibly have, uh, early, right? Because your rate of converting that two point conversion when you're down nine is no different than your rate of converting that two point conversion when you score at the end of the game. The difference is that if you score at the end of the game, you have no time to, to make up for that. Mm. Not only that, not only that, but if, if you are, if, if it's, if it's an eight point game, Denny, then your, your offense is not going to score a touchdown with time left. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going you're gonna to take your time to go down the field because you think to yourself, we just got to get this two-point conversion. Well, if you don't get the two-point conversion, the game's over. Right. And then the other thing with that, hi, like hypothetically, you could win the game in regulation if you go for two and go for two again oh. and get that. So there's a lot of outs and a lot of reasons to, to do that. And it just drives me absolutely nuts that people can't wrap their head around this because to me it's, it's fairly like basic logic. And I'm not, look, I'm not trying to like talk down on people here. I'm not, that's not my intent. Yeah. Another, another, uh, peak smugness for me, but I'm just saying that like, (laughs) if, if you take a step back and you just look at this like completely rationally and logically, if there's data that says a team's, uh, conversion rate is X amount, X percentage points better Mm -hmm. when they go for it late in the game, as opposed to that's that's new information, so let's go with that. Then I get it. I understand it more. But that information's not there. There's no reason to do that. If you're down nine, at least you have a chance 
to kick that onside kick, which is exactly what happened with Dallas earlier in the season whenever they faced Atlanta. They knew that they needed those points because they missed a, a two-point conversion earlier in the game, and that and then they ended up winning the game. So even though you're you're the the odds are minuscule, they're small. They're still there. You can still win in that scenario. Well, the reaction is always about the results. It's always results over process, right? With, with the, the way that these two two point well aggressive play, you know, going for it on fourth down, uh, you know, where you're supposed to, not kicking the extra point and going for two. It it doesn't matter. The process doesn't matter at all to the football viewing public. It, only the results matter, and so right. and and that's and that's where it gets it get it gets frustrating. I will say to the, the listener who asked this question, uh, dads, including my own hate the two point conversion. I mean, they want to kick that extra point every time, no matter what. So, you know, your dad's not alone. Yeah. And the the other thing to always remember with this too, guys, is that extra points are not automatic. Everyone thinks that there's a hundred percent conversion, but the expected, the expected value on an extra point versus two point conversion uh, you can make the argument that a lot of teams should go for two more based on that. Well, but, it's gone down since they moved it back, right? Right, exactly. The the extra point, I mean, we get missed extra points frequently, so it's not an automatic thing either. So always keep that in mind too. Uh, next question. This is from at Dota Veteran. How much trash talk do you take part in? Are there limits? I would like to have fun, but still be considered in my father-in-law's will. <laughs> so I thought he was going to say league there and he went with will. I... I have some thoughts on this, and I saw this question earlier today. You have to know the person who you're trash talking, right? Yeah. Uh, and if you know that person as someone who can't take it, then then ease up. I, you know, I I don't I don't do trash talking. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not good at it. You know, so if I were good at it, maybe I would do it more often. But I I don't. Uh, but if if you know someone is sensitive, if you know someone will be like completely put on tilt over it, uh, then then just then back up. But if you know that the person can take it and then, you know, can take it and dish it, that sort of situation, uh, then I, I say I say go for it. Like, you know, it, uh, you know, uh, double barrel uh, trash talk all day long. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't. I don't do it that often because I'm, I'm scared of losing too much, right? Not the trash talk part. I can trash talk. I'm scared of the outcome not being in my favor and then just looking like a moron. That's right. 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 Because I'm, I'm too competitive with that, with like the, the, the core, cause you're trash talking around fantasy football and like wanting, you know, and, and winning Mm -hmm, and such. mm -hmm. And so if you do that and then you lose, it's it's remarkably bad. Yes, it's a it's a catastrophe, you know, for right. for your ego, you know, for your public image to be, uh, you know, to be out there trash talking people. And then it, and then it goes awry. Yeah, that's that's not uh, I, I you're right. I'm far too afraid of losing. And really, that's that's the whole basis of, of how I play fantasy football. I'm afraid to lose. Yeah. And you just reverse jinx everything and say, oh, I'm going to lose. It's going to be terrible. Uh, and then if you if you want, you know, set expectations low. Uh, next question at R.S. Romanowski. What's the oldest age one is allowed to trick or treat without kids? This is going to be too controversial, I feel like, for us to answer because we neither of us have kids that are old enough yeah. to not consider, you know, to, to not be trick or treating. So we haven't been through it. Yeah. So if I had a kid, I don't know, off the top of my head, it feels like a 12 or 13 type thing. Yeah. So w- when was the last time you trick or treated? It was probably around like 12. 12. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I've admitted this on on this. Oh podcast. yeah, you did. You did. Let's hear this. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've. This is maybe the third time, but I, I want to reiterate. <laughs> I want to reiterate. The Denny Denny trick or treated when he was twenty six. When I was six, When I was eighteen. Eighteen. I was, was eighteen. The age. Now, now I was I was going around our neighborhood with my brother who was thirteen and his friend who was eleven. Okay. So I was technically with other you know you know i was the chaperone i was a chaperone and i did have a bag and i did collect candy so i, I technically trick or treat <laughs> but i i was i was a chaperone dressed up as the grim reaper with a bag right. but but and and i did get some candy but but i was a chaperone that's right i covered i covered my face i had a mask on of some of some kind just to make sure um but apparently one of the the an, an old lady who answered her door that night I guess saw my height. I mean, not that I'm tall, but you know, taller than the, the six year olds trick or treating saw my height <laughs> and then heard my voice. And she looks at me and she goes, 
shouldn't you be out drinking or doing drugs? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I don't, should I, I mean, should I do that? Is that a better alternative to collecting candy in a, in a, in a wholesome little neighborhood and going back to eat the candy with my brother and his little friend? Or, you know, do you want me to go drug it up lady? You, you imagine, imagine what Andy Reed felt like whenever he was 12 years oh. old trying to trick or treat. <laughs> That's it. Oh my God. Uh, if anybody's unfamiliar with how Andy Reed looked when he was a child in the, in the punt pass and kick competition, you, you have, you have to Google it and it's a real thing. That's not a deep fake. That's not a, that, you know, that's not yeah. fake news. That that's a real image. It's unbelievable. And you're right. He, they, 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 I bet he got rejected on, on he Halloween probably night. Got, he probably got rejected because they're like, no, we're not serving fathers. Right. Cause he looked like, yeah. When he's, when he's 11 years old. Yeah. Wow. All right. Next, next question at Arnie M. Blueford. Since this is formally a podcast about bathrooms, when do you first check your phone in the morning? Right when you wake up, but are still laying in bed, or do you take it with you to the bathroom and check it while peeing? Sorry to the kids. What do you do? Uh, right away. I, I honestly, I usually wake up and I don't really have to pee right away. Really? So I, yeah. So I, uh, I just kind of lay in bed for a little bit checking checking and right you know this time of year it's awesome because you can roster bait right you can just check 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 out all your fantasy teams and see what's going on see what moves people made right right uh so you, you can do that and then uh you know check some email look at some look at twitter right. twitter twitter's always a go-to just open up and see what people are saying and i always send my worst tweets like my most aggressive tweets yeah uh responding to people when i first wake up you, really are you cranky um, maybe I must be, I, I think it's, I think it's more so that like, I don't want to deal with anything other than like yeah. bliss, yeah. right? When, whenever I first wake up and if I see someone kind of being irritating on Twitter, um, mm -hmm. and if I respond, I, I'm 95% of the time I regret the tweet. Right. No, I, I've been there. I've been there. But yeah. I, and that, I, you know what, that might be the case for me too. I, I get kind of pissed when I get a, a, an overnight mention that, that, that kind of aggravates me. Uh, I keep my phone away from me while I sleep. Uh, so I, I actually charge it in, in another area of, of the house. I try my best not to look at my phone first thing in the morning because I would like to reserve my brain poisoning for my, for work hours. Um, yeah. And, and I know myself and I know if I get the phone and I open the, the hell app which you know, Twitter, uh, then I, I'll be sucked in and, and I, and I won't, you know, I won't be able to pay proper attention to the kids, get breakfast ready, do all the things that, you know, dad duty calls for. So I try to, I actually try to keep it away from me, but I'm not, I'm not good at it overall. Overall, you know, I'm you know completely broken over my phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm horrifically bad when, during football season. Me too. Because I feel yeah. like, because I feel like I can't miss anything and I, I need to be on top of everything and it's, it's bad, but at least during the off season, I feel like I can kind of just dish it away a little bit and it's not as big of a deal. Uh, next question at real Greg Elliott, boxers briefs or boxer briefs? Uh, boxer briefs for me. And, and that has been the case since I was in high school. Yeah. Same. Oh, I might have been boxers for for most of high school, but I I've been boxer briefs for a very very long time. Did you know that the recommendation is that you get rid of underwear like every year, like you every year, right? That sounds like big. That sounds like big underwear trying to trying to make some cash, doesn't it? Yeah, come yeah. on, man. I'm I, there's no there's no way I'm getting rid of a pair of underwear after a year. In fact. There's no way I'm getting rid of it after five years, honestly. No, you just, uh, if you don't have any crotch holes, then you can just keep the underwear. Yeah, what's the problem? They're like, and, and, and the thing I read was like, it's for sanitary purposes. Excuse me. Are we not washing them? Right. Is that, right. Is that what, are we not, is that what's happening? Because I'm, so I'm, I'm wearing them and then I'm washing them. If that's, if that's not the process that other people are going through, then, uh, then maybe I'm, I'm off base, but the whole one year thing. Yeah, you're right. That is, that's garbage. That's like, that's like people telling you. You need new running shoes every six months. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> right, right. Uh, next question is from at, I can't even read it, uh, Tom Tom Mizillar. Okay. Definitely. I, so his his name on Twitter, like the actual name, not the handle, is so long that it cuts off his handle. It says dot, dot, dot. So wow. Tom Mizzler. Tom Mizzler. Uh, why are shampoo and conditioner bottles the same size? Why wouldn't they be? Well, here's the thing. 
Uh, conditioner is something that you actually don't need. Uh, excuse me. So I'm, I'm throwing that out there. You don't need, you, you guys don't need conditioner. I, I haven't used conditioner since, since George Bush, uh, <laughs> senior was president. <laughs> Just cause my mom was washing my hair. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't see you getting political during the podcast, but <laughs> I guess we're here now. Um, so I, yeah, I use a uh, conditioner every, every morning and my hair is completely different when I do use it. So that's what happens to Avery too. Whenever we use, like, it'll be like a lot thicker whenever she yeah. doesn't use it. And then whenever she uses it, it's like very, very fine and like very silky and, and smooth. I, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I, I don't, I don't need that feeling. And so I, I haven't used conditioner in probably like realistically i know that i made the joke but realistically i probably haven't used conditioner in 15 plus years okay i mean but you don't do you like um like brush brush your hair no okay so that that's that's the issue is that when i when i do my hair i i brush it back and my the comb gets caught <laughs> in my hair and oh, it's yeah. painful if i don't use conditioner but also it gives you that 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 silky glistening thing going on too so i'm 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 a big fan of conditioning i got you uh this next question it might be the last one that we have to get to okay um this last question we'll say is from at bub sauce 18 it says would you rather have to block aaron donald i saw this Mm. being tweeted out would you have to would you rather have to block aaron donald or have to tackle derrick henry which one would you guys choose and why this to me is there's a there's a very easy answer to this i agree it is easy. Go ahead. Go ahead. What is it? I would rather block Aaron Donald. See, I am in the opposite. No. Camp. <sighs> yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Blocking Aaron. So no, blocking Aaron Donald. Are you saying because you can you can brace for the the impact well, more? Because it's over quickly. You just get bulldozed and that's it. Yeah, but how do you? That's the same thing. With, so here's the thing: having to tackle Derrick Henry. Uh, you don't have like it, there's no there's no circumstance like it, there's no uh p- parameter here as to how hard you have to go after Derrick Henry. Like we've seen we've seen defensive backs yeah. just throw their body and just like kind of like shove him mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're not going hard after him because they're scared, right? And, and so yeah. I, I I would rather go after Derrick Henry, make a, an effort that looks like a decent effort, but deep down I know it's not a good effort. And and go from there. I could probably tackle Derrick Henry though. You just got to tackle his feet. Holy shit! I can't believe you. <laughs> you, you <laughs> I, I could I could not tackle Derrick Henry. Oh Listen, but I but I could I could beat Richard Rodgers in a forty. Uh, all right, we'll go with that. Well, I, I mean that's way more realistic. So the thing with Henry is that I feel like I okay. I was assuming I was operating in good faith. I was assuming that we were actually trying to to tackle the dude right and and, and so there are param- there should be parameters it should be okay. a good faith effort to try to tackle now as someone who doesn't know really know how to tackle i would probably go high on him and he would grab me and throw me on the ground and then trample me like i feel like the pain you, you would be in in for more pain trying to tackle derrick henry than just lining up against aaron donald and having him just wallop you but then it's over so you get one wallop, you're on the ground, and it's over. With Henry, it's like, pull, 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 pull. it's like 10 things that, do, that could possibly injure you. What, what do you think happens to Aaron Donald after he gets by a block? He's going to he's gonna step on your face. Uh, he's going to step right on your nuts, and you're going to hate everything. <laughs> like, this is, it's the same exact thing, except Aaron Donald is a, is a beefier guy. He's a more compact guy, and he would absolutely yeah. annihilate your body. Your, your, your insides would be out. Your arm would be on the ground if, Aaron Don, if you're trying to block Aaron Donald. Yeah. I'm not trying to get in front of that. I'm not trying to get in front of that. <laughs> not, not, not a chance. There is no chance. At least with Derrick Henry, I can like slightly throw my body over at Derrick Henry. And even if it, even if like that would still be me trying, I'm trying because it's only human nature to say, Oh, here's a freight train coming my way. I'm not going to fully jump in front of this freight train because I want to survive. Whereas if you're lined up against Aaron Donald, you're in front of the freight train. Look, man, I, you said I'm not trying to get in front of this guy. I'm not either. I just want to be clear that this is this is not my preference. Okay, like I mean, like if I had to choose the two, I'm going with the Donald scenario. But 
I, you know, I generally, I would just like not to have to do either of these things. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, do, do you think, do you think that an average person that's like, you know, your size, my size, whatever, do you think an average person? So how much, how much do you weigh, Denny? I, I, I weigh 175. Okay. So I'm 195 ish. Now that I'm on, I'm usually like in the two, like 200 ish, but mm-hmm. not, you know, low acid diet, you know how it goes. And so it, I, 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 so I'm 195 pounds. You're 175 pounds. So we're, you know, the, roughly mm-hmm. it, the, the same enough in terms of just like our body mass. Would we be, would we be killed if, if, if one of these scenarios happened? No, no, be, no, because I mean, hospitalized though, hospitalized. Po- yeah. Possibly hospitalized. And, and, and definitely there would be some sort of injury. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how bad the injury would be, whether we were a break, a bone break, whatever. There would be an injury, a concussion, maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, I, well, here's the thing. I think I would die if I caught a ball over the middle and got taken out by a safety. Oh, yeah, that actually that actually would be, especially if it was like a like a, a, back in 2009, yeah, yes. I, like like Ryan Clark. Remember when Ryan yes. Clark used to just headhunt? Remember that hit on Wes Welker oh he had? God, yeah. Where it's just a literal, I mean... Like I would, yes, I would be dead. Right, I, I would not be alive. Well, how, I mean, we all remember. Well, you and I remember the hit uh, Le'Veon took that we thought, you know, he was dead on the field at one point. I, yeah, because I was at that game. Yeah, you were at the I game. Was at, yeah. yeah, and I literally screamed, "He died!" Yeah. While I was at the game. So, so that hit would have actually killed me. I mean, that you know, that like no doubt, no doubt about it. Yeah, what a violent sport that we oh. do a podcast of. Oh God, it's just. I mean, I feel I feel so guilty doing this podcast right now. I I, I don't feel smug. That's 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 for sure. I feel like absolute garbage right now. <laughs> no, we're talking about like you know with the gladiators in the pit right now. It's pathetic. Uh, anyway, let's end on that note. Okay. Denny, where can everyone find you? Uh, at CD Carter thirteen on Twitter, and we have our normal hashtag content on the patreon page including my kicker column we have the podcast on monday and thursday and then the streamers you know which we update last week we updated with with trey burton so become a patron uh where where uh, do you work denny uh I, yeah well uh just between you and me i work at roto world oh okay yeah. all right I'll, I'll make sure no one knows uh, I am on Twitter at late round QB. I've got my other podcast, the late round podcast, uh, which you can find anywhere. Podcasts can be found. You can find this podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found too. I, I actually think that we should start asking people to leave rating and ratings and reviews of this podcast. That'd be cool. All right. Yeah. I think that, that you guys should do that. Apple podcasts. Go, go leave a rating and review. Yes. Thank That'd you. be fun. All right, Denny. It's a fun show. You ready to uh, to get some like pretzel rods or something? Something that I can consume? Uh, right. Oh, I thought you were making a dick rod joke, but yeah, sure. Yeah, pre- pretzel rods for dick rod. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next week. It's uh, 5.23 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone on the planet. That is the Eastern time zone. Uh, I- I- I'm not sure I've ever... Uh, felt so attacked by a team as I do uh, by the Dolphins today. And these are my Dolphins, okay? I grew up rooting for these Dolphins. Not these Dolphins, but anyway. I, I have a lot of Mike Gusecki in, in uh, DFS today, and for, for good reason. You know, pretty good price, playing a ton of snaps. Running a lot of routes, Jets are bad against tight ends, and and here's the thing, the Jets being bad against tight ends uh, has paid dividends today in the first half in the Jets-Dolphins game. Uh, It just hasn't worked out for Mike Gusecki, and here's who it has worked out for. Someone whose last name is Smythe, and then some other dude, some other tight end, who has two long catches today should have should have I believe two touchdowns if he wasn't so incredibly slow, but not, but not uh, Mike Gusecki. I I just want to repeat that. So there are two tight ends on the Dolphins who are not named Mike Gusecki who ha- are having huge days against the Jets. Uh, and and Mike Gusecki is is he's not. He's. He, he's not in, in that group of tight ends who are doing well in week six against the Jets. Uh, 
again, it's a, it's a vicious uh, and unprovoked attack against me for this to happen. And, you know, more than anything, I just, I, I do, I do want to say, I am tilting. I guess Juju Smith-Schuster is no longer a thing. I guess that's what we are going to determine now, that he basically didn't do anything in a very favorable matchup against Cleveland today. And Chase Claypool did a lot of the things. Uh, and, uh, man, and Dominican Sue is just poning Aaron Rodgers. Good God. Oh, boy. Aaron Rodgers is going to get his ass kicked. Sorry to the kids. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, Juju's not a thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that you can play Juju in 12-team leagues. I don't think that you can do it. I mean, if you have, I'm trying to think of like a very borderline type play. Oh, man, how far would I, well, how far down would I have to go? I mean, are you playing Marvin Jones, the, the corpse of Marvin Jones over Juju? I think so. Are you playing T. Higgins over Juju? 100% yes. Um, just the, the some of the teams that are playing right now, like, are you playing MVS uh, over Juju? Yeah, I think you are. I think I think you are. You're even playing like Marquise Brown, who's also kind of not a thing anymore. You're playing him. I think you play pretty much anybody over Juju. If you if you're a, a Juju drafter and you uh, got Travis Fulgham off the waiver wire last week, you are thrilled as shit to be able to plug in Travis Fulgham, who until 25 minutes ago was on the Eagles practice squad. Yes, you are thrilled to start that guy over Juju Smith-Schuster. Absolute dust. Which is crazy, because he's like 20 years old. I'm tilting. It's 6.04 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone, the Eastern Time Zone. And this is a, uh, this is a bad day for liberalism. Uh, because not only do we have uh, the analytics killer, Derrick Henry, running amok against the Texans. An absolute muck. I think 200 yards or some shit. I don't know. It's horrible, whatever it is. You, you have Derrick Henry going ballistic. And he's the, he, of course, is the, uh, the anti-analytics crowd's uh, personal Jesus. Okay? Uh, so so that's bad news. And then the other thing is you have Brady to Gronk. That's back, apparently. Brady connects with Gronk for a short touchdown. Uh, a huge blow to the left in the United States um, as we you know lead up to November 3rd election. Uh, I, I don't know if I, if I can take any more uh, of this lib owning on this my Sunday. I am tilting. to subscribe on iTunes now it won't take long it's fast for more fantasy football